Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a minute, as they might say. And I'm, I'm thrilled to be back. Uh, and there's a lot that I want to talk about. When I think about my own life story and my own trajectory... I don't see it as this straight sort of conventional career progression. And I think that's an important thing for the times that are facing us ahead. You know, whether you're looking at Twitter or whether you're looking at things like automation or wokeness versus uh, progression, we're in this really interesting time. I believe this. And and that even extends to things that I cover traditionally, like in national security. Are we in a Cold War? Are we in a Cold War redux? Is it something completely different? We all feel this. We all feel that there's this moment that is coming, right? We're not quite there yet. This moment of transformation. And it's change. It's change in a lot of things from, you know, the day-to-day, how we do um, live our lives is how we look at Twitter. Is Twitter going to be something that's going to be around in three, six, 12 months? Um, there's flux coming. And while we don't know what is at the end of that flux, I think we all acknowledge that that flux, well, we're there. We're in that po- moment of flux. And to be honest with you, if you look at the history of this country, or the history of the world, it isn't anything really new in that regard, right? Whenever you have a young generation, there's always this moment where the outgoing generation and the incoming generation and incoming hasn't quite settled and the outgoing hasn't quite gone. And I feel very much that that's where we are. And it feels unsettling to many of us. So what does this have to do with someone who's had a very much non-traditional, unconventional career? Well, I want to tell you something that I, I truly, I really, really believe this. And it, and it goes to whatever industry or whatever thing you're looking at. Because this moment of change, I think, impacts everything. And that is... It's unsettling, yes, but it's also going to be okay. Like, if you look at the history of this country or the world, again, these moments of change that are ushered in when a new generation comes in, and I'm not talking about wokeness, I'm not talking about any of that, we're talking about literally a new generation coming in. And I think that, you know, for a lot of people, that worries, worries them. And it also, it's not clear where that's going to be. You know, I've been lucky enough to cover the military, and one of the things that I really love about the military is that it's made up in any point of history. It's made up of 18 to 24 year olds. It's always the youngest, the newest generation. It just is. That's just the nature of who they recruit. That's who serves. And so with that population, you get to see how this new generation is working. And for me, it's always been interesting because right now we have this new generation, this new generation. You know, I spent time on the USS Ford which is the Navy's newest aircraft carrier. And I was on the flight deck and I was really, it was remarkable to me to watch the fact that you're looking at the makeup of these young sailors, you know, women, men. uh, It really is a very good cross section of the demographics of this country. You see a lot of brown and black faces. You see a lot of women. Um, 
and you see a lot of diversity on this flight deck. But the thing that's fascinating to me is that while it's the youngest generation and the newest generation of millennials that bring in, you know, the demographic change that I think is so unique to that generation, they're also wearing jerseys that denote their job on the flight deck that dates back 60 years ago. So while the people who are wearing the uniforms are demographically perhaps different, they're also adhering to some of the country's oldest institutions. And in many ways, those institutions aren't changing. They're just being pushed forward and adhered to and um, continued on by the next generation, just like the generation before that and the generation before that and so on and so forth. Go back to you know, George Washington. I think it's a beautiful thing. And I think that the military, when I look at this, it gives me a lot of hope. It gives me a lot of hope that, look, there is change coming. It is unsettling. It is, it is scary. It's going to mean, um, like I said, flux. And that, that can be worrisome. But on the other hand, I think this country can walk and chew gum at the same time, meaning that you can have change, but you can also adhere to the fundamental principles of the institutions of this country that make it so, well, make it what it is and make it so amazing and make the people so amazing, make the society so amazing. Change doesn't have to mean that you abandon everything. It's not that there's a, as they would say in, uh, you know, in engineering, a clean sheet design, right? You're not t- starting with a brand. Every generation doesn't come in and start with a brand new clean sheet of paper with nothing on it, right? That's not how they do it. There can be change, but there's also going to be balance of those institutions. And again, I go back to that flight deck. I mean, how remarkable is it to think that for all the bluster, for all the fear of all these, you know, pundits that you hear talking about it on both sides of the aisle, that the reality is that, man, that flight deck works, right? They're wearing those different jerseys. It doesn't matter who's in them. It matters what their job is, and people are going to follow that job. Look, that flight deck was dangerous. It was incredibly dangerous. And, you know, there are people ushering us around while they're jets that are taxiing with, you know, you could be blown off the deck in in a heartbeat. That's it. You're done. That... Uh, the carrier is moving at a pretty good clip. There's no, there's no safety nets here. You're, you're just going to get blown off that flight deck right into the ocean. It's dangerous. Yet, you know, you see, I mean, I was, I, I, there was a moment when I was watching someone usher a plane into a parking spot, and I, all I could see was the back of them. And they're wearing the yellow jersey and the, the crankers, which are these helmets. And you can't, I couldn't see this person's face, but I could see the back of her. And it was a woman. And I could see her blonde hair. And there she is, you know, guiding this jet. It didn't matter who she was or what she was. It's her job. And I think, and I don't mean to say that like we should abandon the individuality of people because I don't think that's right either. But I think you can do both. You can embrace diversity. You can embrace change while also making sure that frankly, you know, stuff works. And that's exactly what that flight deck was. I got a chance to talk to these people, and each one of them was individual. They came from different places, different walks of life. Some were, you know, third, fourth generation military. Some were first. Some were looking for it as a way to get out. Others were looking at a way to train themselves, to get themselves into, you know, to move on. Others were, you know, they wanted to be pilots. It's every reason that you saw people join the military since the beginning of the military. It's just that the type of people are more diverse because this country is more diverse. Nothing to be scared of. They were all there. They all embraced these institutions. They all, 
you know, sworn oath to the Constitution, like the people that came before them, like my generation and the generation before that. And that's okay. I mean, this is the first generation that is truly post 9-11. They're not fighting a war. They're doing something different. They're serving for different purpose, for different reasons. Um, you know, and they're, they've got different missions, but they also have the same missions and they also are serving for the same reasons that many of us join. So, and the and same reason that people before us joined. So there's that commonality, even though there's change. It's a duality, I guess you could say, and that's okay. It works. That's a beautiful thing about this country. So when I go back to this, what I started off with, this nice sort of monologue here, this idea of change, this idea of a non-traditional career, it's okay, right? I've never been one who sat at a job and said, I'm going to work this career for 20 years and get my pension and that's going to be it. And you know what? If you are doing that, like there's nothing wrong with that either. That just was never me. I've had more careers than I can, boy, than I can care to, to remember. And that's okay too. This country changes and you have, you know, you can, you have the opportunity to change with it. And change doesn't mean that you are relegated to some ancient bin or you're no longer needed. Everyone has a contribution to make and everyone can choose to make a contribution. It's just that I think part of the beauty of this is you get a chance to try something different. And that, to me, that's exciting. You know, it's exciting to see this change, to see how things are going to move forward. Do I look at this and say things are worse than they were before? No. I, different? Sure. Is some of the difference scary? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, these are changes that are different to me. It's not the changes that I... Um, I'm used to because it's a change, right? But that's okay. And I think that when I look at things, you know, I remember living in uh, Cambridge in Massachusetts and the whole uh, Polaroid uh, Kodak moment when cell phones started having cameras, <laughs> you know, in them. And overnight, like conventional photography where you would go and you drop off your, your film and it would get processed in 24 hours. That was a big deal. Suddenly... That was antiquated. It was over. It changed. So things can change. They can change pretty dramatically too. Um, I, I'm a certain vintage for those of you that remember AOL IM, right? <laughs> that, was, that was how we communicated. And then text messaging became such a you know, popular thing. So things can change and they can change dramatically. And we adjust, right? No one, no one sits back and says, man, do I miss? I mean, maybe some people do. And you know, but on a general basis, no one sits back and says, I miss AOL instant messenger. No, we're, we're totally comfortable with text or DMs or things like that. And I say that because, look, it is also con perfectly conceivable that, you know, a cable news network could fail. Um, a, you know, Twitter could go away. And I'm not talking about, you know, just not about the stewardship or the leadership of those companies. It's a whole other discussion. It's just that things and technology, time marches forward and things can change. But the beauty about it is that when you look at these dramatic changes, sort of after they happen, you know, Kodak, Polaroid going away, AOL, Instant Messenger. At the time, those things were incredibly important. But now, we get on with our lives. It's okay. So it is possible that there could be fundamental change coming. But I think the beauty about humans and the beauty about being an American is that we just adapt so well to, to change. Like life presses on and, you know, 
we've gone from world wars to peace to cold war to you know the um, global war and terror to to now something else and life has just been good we've always been able to adapt and i think that's the sort of thing it's important to remember in this this period of flux that we are inherently able to adapt that once you pass through this precipice of change things get better it's almost worse before that dramatic change happens because you worry you don't know what's going to happen it's it's unsettling what is it going to be what is actually going to change and then when it changes you know what people are kind of like meh ah, no big deal i still gotta get to work tomorrow still gotta make sure the kids get their homework done you know i still gotta make sure that um you know i gotta pay my tax it, it in a lot of ways life goes on not in a lot of ways, completely life goes on. And you realize that while these things do have an impact, I don't know, we're adaptable. And so when I talk about my career in this nonlinear straight, you know, line, I feel that I've always, personally, maybe this makes me a bit weird, I've always enjoyed that flux. I've always enjoyed that change. I see it as a challenge. And honestly, that challenge, you know, kind of makes me feel a little young. <laughs> it's not a terrible thing to feel. And I hope that for those of you who are looking at the road ahead and are scared, and I, I, I completely empathize, I accept that, I think it's a very real thing, I think it can be incredibly unsettling, you know, um, there are, I have friends in the tech sector, tech sector is, is kind of going through flux right now, there's layoffs, and I mean, obviously besides just Twitter, um, it, it can be unsettling, but I think that the people I know are also pretty adaptable, they're and I know this isn't like, I don't mean to give some sort of glib talk here, but I do think that it is important to remind ourselves that, hey, you know what? We're a pretty resource, resourceful people, and that's a good thing. That change, you can't hold on, you can't stop, I don't want to say just progress, but you can't stop change, but you can roll with it. And I think if most of you look inward, you'll see that You've been doing that your entire lives too. I know that perhaps that sounds simple, but I think it's true. And I think that is one thing that has made America really an amazing sort of creation is not just our ability for uh, tolerance, not just our ability for someone like my family to come here, family of immigrants, and to build something and to plant roots, but the ability for our people to change with the times, to change with society. And consequently, our ability to sort of push through those who don't want to change. Because change is frankly inevitable. And that change doesn't have to be a negative thing for anyone. You know, it's, you just have to, you know, you're, you're much happier realizing that you can be, you know, it can be beneficial to almost everyone. So I, I don't know, as we approach this holiday season, I just, I feel like it's important to remind ourselves of that. And I think it's important to remind ourselves that if you can picture that flight deck that I was on this summer, where, again, these young women and men, diverse, every gender, every ethnicity, every sexual orientation, every you know, religion, any box out there that you can check is represented on that flight deck. But, and that might be a change. That might be a change that wasn't seen 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. 
But also, they're all wearing the jerseys and performing the duties and upholding the oath that every generation before them has done so as well. So we can have both. And I don't know, maybe this is what I think about the ideal of America and frankly the beauty of it. That's a beautiful thing. I really do believe that. And, you know, it's okay. I've, I've seen friends and, and, and colleagues, and I've been there myself. You start one career, there's a change, and you build a second one. And that's okay, too. So whatever's coming ahead, I, I hope that, you know, you and your families, first of all, f- have a lovely Thanksgiving. Um, but secondly, that, you know, you realize that it's not a bad thing to go through change and that we all can be resourceful, that this country has has given us the ability to change with it. And, uh, you know, honestly, it's a pretty cool ride. As always, I'm Navid Jamali, and this has been Declassified.